welcome back to the Punk Rock Horror Podcast. As their coffins creak again, we seep out under the abyss of our dungeons to come welcome you to a new episode with more content to talk about new things today. Of course, I am the Undead Matt. And I'm Krampus Cody. And of course, if you happen to be out and about this summertime and are on a lake or an ocean of some sort, and all of a sudden you get drift into sea with your counterpart, your significant other, or maybe your best friend, and you're just hanging out there in the ocean and there's sharks around, I, I'd hate to to tell you this, but you're now in a multitude of horror movies where you have to learn to survive being eaten by sharks yes. i kind of forget there's there was the one particular one i was thinking of and i forget what it what it's called like it came out like open water open water thank you yeah but i felt <laughs> like there were so many movies that came out after that that oh, were all yeah. just about like surviving shark attacks and whatnot yeah there's open water 47 meters down deep blue sea there's a lot of shark movies that year there's that one where Ryan Reynolds' wife, she, you know, she 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 was in that one movie that was actually about that one surfer that got her arm bitten off and had to figure out how to oh, let her way yeah. to get back to the shoreline. Yeah, there's that. Reef. Well, no, I don't know if that was the one, but I know Reef came out. <laughs> there's a sequel to Reef coming out, which I was kind of surprised by. I'm like, hey, I guess there's an audience for it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> no, I mean, no offense to the you know people that made the movie. I'm just saying, like, it didn't really see much buzzworthy, you know, mentions of that film. See, that's how I felt about Open Water, and they still made a sequel to that, even though the sequel is like straight to DVD. I think. I feel like there was more buzzworthiness around Open Water, though. I don't know. I hated that movie so much when I first saw it. <laughs> it just like, that movie looked boring to me, to be was, quite honest. Dude, it was. It was so boring. I was okay. So like at first, I was kind of excited because I'm like, oh my god, I love shark movies because my favorite one was Jaws, and so I remember going to. I remember it so vividly. We went to the drive-in, and I was so excited to see it because I'm like, oh my god, a scary movie in the drive-in, and it's about you know scary sharks gonna eat someone. No. I just, I mean, I get it. It's like, you know, it's not just the fear of the sharks. It's the fear of being left out in the open water and stuff like that. And that's the type of the movie. And I'm like, I don't care. I wanted scary sharks. <laughs> I fell asleep like, oh, I don't know, like 15 minutes in after I, after the one random topless scene for some reason. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, this is good. This works. Yep. I woke up just in time to see her like drown herself at the very end, like. I, spoiler, I guess. I don't know. It's such an old fucking movie. I mean, it's either she's going to drown, get eaten by a shark, or somehow get rescued. Yeah, I mean, I mean aliens, they could have thrown a fucking curveball. That would have been great. <laughs> These aren't actual sharks. These are alien sharks. <laughs> and then the sequel would be open space. Like, she just blacks <laughs> out and wakes up, and then she's on, like, an operating table with, like, sharks and, like, you know, like, lab coats. And be like... The, the, the patient is waking, Mr. Bruce, or Dr. Bruce. <laughs> it's just... You know what? If that was the ending of the movie, it would have been worth it. I'd, I'd watch it again. <laughs> That's how it ended, and all of a sudden there's, like, fucking shark scientists with, uh, like, fucking water respirators on their gills. They're just, they're just like, give her a So just like, I'm sure this comes as a shock to you. Don't worry, though. We're not all blood-driven crazy monsters. We've She's eaten like, prior to my, this. You ate my boyfriend. Like I you said, could, we're not all bloodthirsty monsters. That was, 
That was Steve. He went rogue. We we got reports that he was going rogue and we're trying to pinpoint his location. Thankfully, due to the blood trail and screams you're making, we were able to find you. <laughs> you can now live amongst the other shark people in Sharktopia. <laughs> I prefer that. <laughs> Honestly. It, it would be a twist. I'd watch you know what, and I'd watch it. I watch the shit out of it. At this and point in time on. too, like if you were to come out now, I'd be like, you know what, that doesn't even surprise me. I expected that now. <laughs> like, yeah, and then on would be at that point of just, you know, just like in the theater, just like, ah, of course, shark aliens. Ah, that was the twist I was eating all along. Actually, I would laugh so hard if that's what made Open Water such a great success and just see M. Night Shyamalan go, are you fucking kidding me? Y'all got mad about the village being set in modern day, but this just randomly throws shark aliens and this is what you want? It's like, yeah. 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 That listen, and Vic- listen to the people, M. Night. Listen <laughs> to the people. <laughs> We want shark aliens and giant robots. Fuck your stupid old elder society stuck in modern time bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> also, as always, today's episode is brought to you by SlashingCast.net. If you haven't checked out their website yet, please do so. You can also find us over there as well. And a big, big, huge shout out to our last few guests, the most recent being uh, Cannon and Raven from Girls Like Us talk about a killer episode we loved having both of them on i mean even prior to recording we we ended up like wasting like a good probably 30 or 40 minutes just like talking about podcasting talking about growing up in the punk scene mm-hmm. you know it was it, they were they're so far they, they were really cool yeah I, I, I said that, i'm saying that poorly so far they're really cool yeah, so, so far they have yet to really be cool. jerks <laughs> No, no, I meant, uh, I, I meant that uh, so far as for guests that we've had on recently, they've yeah. definitely been our favorites. Prior to that was Kevin Pinrose, so shout out to him as well. Um, yeah, no, that was, a, that was a good episode, talking about the Gulabi gang. I had a lot of fun looking up images for the graphic of that one. I'm like, hmm, should I use this image of, of angry women holding sticks or this a image of angry women holding sticks? <laughs> I mean, they all kind of work. <laughs> Like, it's just a bunch of angry yeah. women holding sticks because, you know, they're tired of the bullshit. <laughs> they're, they're, they're switching attitudes left and right. Fucking just, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's good. That's, that is their logo. The Gulabi Gang. It's going to happen. Yeah, just fucking take it. <laughs> like, the irony. Um, I know. Oh, but I know. <laughs> also going to give a shout out to our editor, Leo. One, for always, you know, putting in that good work. But we got to share that with uh, Zach over on YouTube as well. Our little Zach Beastman himself. But the reason I also want to give a shout out to Leo is because he actually recommended a horror movie to us recently that I checked out. And was uh, was very pleased with it. Just because if you're a fan of the Cross series, you're probably going to be pleased with it in general, but it's oh, called yes. Madness. I still need to watch that movie. Oh, it's good. It's really good. I'm not going to lie. There are so many, like, the way Leo pitched it to me, he's like, it's the Cross movie we've always wanted. Like, there's straight up scenes in that film that you're going to see that look like they're almost picked out of the, the Cross comic series. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll I'll try. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it a chance. You know, you're setting the bar high, buddy. I hope you know. And I did, and I was like, holy shit! <laughs> there are so there's at least three scenes in that film that are om- that are almost too uh, uh, too similar to certain images in the cross comics. 
Like it's 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 good. I'm not like, gonna I tell you. I want you to tell me, but I don't no. because you know I started. I, I'm reading them and stuff. So like, uh, I can only imagine. I'm like, I don't know. Is there gonna be like, you know, the knife I, oral? I get, or uh, dude, is there gonna? You, I don't you, know. Yeah, I, and I can't even share them here because I'd have to trigger warning each scene here. <laughs> yeah. So if if you want something that's really going to test your metal as a a, uh, a as a horror movie aficionado, especially one for the gore and fucked up kind of films, then I, I definitely think you're going to have to just take my word on this and check it out for yourself because it is definitely not going to let you down. It even tested me a few times, and I know I kind of like give that claim to a lot of films. When I say, yeah, this one, you know, kind of made me cringe, the pain that I imagine that person going through, oh, this one was rough, like, I know I give that a lot, but this one, I really do mean it. There was a few scenes where I was like, no, they're not gonna, they're they're gonna do a cutaway. They're gonna do a cutaway, and they don't. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's very few cutaways of some of the most intense scenes in that film that they utilize. Otherwise, they're like, no, you're gonna see this. Like, I firmly believe that there's got to be somebody in the development for that film that is a crossed fan was like, nah, no, we're, we're going to get real fucked up with this. <laughs> Cause even nice. the plot itself is just about like a form of rabies that churns. Cause I think it's, I think it's set in Taiwan, but like it, it churns, uh, the, these people in Taiwan, uh, rabid, right. But makes them act out their, you know, some like act out fucked up pain, like masochistic and sadochistic type of pain. And so what's crossed. so fu- <laughs> well, it's even more so cross. So, cause like in the, in the cross lore, right? Like I forget which issue it is or, or which uh, run of the issues it is. Like, I don't know if it's like in cross 100 or the original run where they touch on why the people who are, you know, infected with the cross disease act out what they do. But like they talk about the anatomy, right? Like how it affects the person's brain. And in the cross comic, you know, I haven't gotten there yet, so it's definitely in a later one. Yeah, I, I well, that's the thing. I don't even know if it's in the original run or not, but they they pretty much in one of the issues they talk about it, saying that those that with uh, that are inf- infected with the cross disease, they they act out their pain and they inflict pain on themselves because what it what the disease does to their brain is that the pain actually triggers the pleasure center instead of the pain center so the more pain they can deliver out to themselves is more of or an orgasm even though like they're cutting off like you know limbs and whatnot mm-hmm. like it's still it's still an it's still an orgasmic feeling for them so that's why they do so many fucked up things in the series in the movie it's the same thing the rabid disease may uh, causes people to enact pain on themselves and especially others because it's a form of pleasure and so i'm just like come on like there's there's too many if it, if it, if it looks like a crossed and it sounds like it's a crossed it's probably crossed yeah. so <laughs> and that's a, a duck a, <laughs> <laughs> that's a if we ain't quack a lack in here um but legit though like check it out like if you're really looking for that next movie that's going to really test your grit and see if you can you know withstand it the sadness is definitely out there it's a very recent film it's on amazon prime it's on shutter so check it out like seriously it's it's probably one of those best sleeper ones out there now again i'm telling you though if you watch this with anyone make sure that they know what they're signing up for because this is not a horror movie for everyone <laughs> like like i again not for 
everyone. There's yeah. like I can't even I really can't go into the seeds because they're so trigger warning that it's just it's beyond fucked up what you're gonna see in that movie. But it's again, if you know what you're signing up for, it's worth it. If you couldn't handle the hostile movies, you're probably not gonna handle this. Actually, that's a good one. Like, Hostel is like the gateway at this point. Yeah, like Hostel, <laughs> like, Saw. If those movies, like, triggered you or you're just like, I just, I don't like it because it's just too body glad, this probably isn't going to be one of those movies for you. Yeah, like, this one, like, I will at least give it a definitive 5 out of 5, 10 buckets of gore because it, uh, it'll, it'll do it for you. <laughs> nice. So, with that in mind, we're going to take our first break here, go into our musical spot, and then we'll come back with more of today's episode. Leo in the dungeon down below, take it away. Yeah, check out the sadness. It's definitely a cross movie. But tonight, we have The Midnight Horrors with 21st Century Frankenstein off their album Guitars, Grease, and Shallow Graves. Check it out. Bandcamp.com slash Midnight Horrors. Is it worth it to burn down this whole town? Would a match kill the riot in the streets? I've been hiding for days since you first ran away Cigarettes fill silver screens I tried hard to suppress all this anger But this hatred is hard to let go See this blood on my hands and these tattoos that dance across my chest They are my home Home's not
the Midnight Horrors with 21st Century Frankenstein off their album Guitars, Grease, and Shallow Graves on bandcamp.com slash Midnight Horrors. And you can also find them on Facebook at facebook.com slash Midnight Horrors Rock. Back to the show. And we are back. So a little housekeeping to go over before we go into today's topic. So I'm sure all of you amazing ghouls, guys, creeps, and mutants, especially all of you that have continued to stick along with the show and uh, with us being a little un- unbalanced with getting content out, uh, we're going to address that. And we want to give you a thank you for also sticking along and supporting us. So with us obviously taking on new careers in our life and doing new things, we're trying to balance the show in a way so it fits that schedule. That's the most obvious thing. But kind of like what we talked about with uh, the girls like us, I actually don't even remember if if we recorded it in that episode or if it was before we recorded. But um, the thing is, is that we're going back to our basics with the show here on how we're keeping things running. So the importance is making sure that we come out with audio episodes, but also promoting the content coming out on YouTube as well. And it's a, it's a new thing for us entirely to navigate these fields. It's been a weird run with the show. Because, and I think this is why I need to explain it. So in 2017, when we got started, you know, that going from 2017 through 2018, that was our freshman through sophomore, kind of going into our junior year of the show. We didn't really go into the junior year of it until 2019. And then the obviousness of 2019 happened. That's when we were actually starting to get ready to do shows. But we pulled back on that because we didn't feel like it was the right thing to do at the time. A few years had passed where we went from our junior phase to our, you know, our senior phase of the show and kind of figuring out what we want to do and what we want to bring out. And what seems to really click with a lot of you amazing ghouls, gals, creeps, means is the is how we're doing it now by ha- usually having a guest on, which we don't today, of course, but we promote their work and then we go into the main topic while showcasing music. That's what we're going to stick with. So... With that in mind, though, we've had to field the podcast and figure out what we can do with it. One mistake being we, t- you know, we bit off a little more than we can choose starting out, and we kind of burnt ourselves out in some way. One of the big ways on that is promotion. We're trying to get back to that regular scheduling of promotion coming out, but coming back to with having a prioritized life as well. Obviously, there's going to be more often than not life being prioritized. So when things start to get a little bit more settled, you'll see us get a little more active and see us, you know, being a little, popping up a bit more on people's channels and on your respective social networks, stuff like that. And then eventually we'll bring back the movie review episodes, which that's one thing I want us to be transparent about. We didn't stop doing them because we felt they were unpopular or anything. We just stopped doing them just because it was adding more work than we were able to adequately balance. And talking with our, you know, our producer, our editor, Leo, like he even, you know, reminded us that it is we can run the show any way we need to. Right. But we should focus on the quality end of things. And so that's what we're doing is right now, if the most we can do is come out with an episode at a time and it be a good quality episode, then we're going to keep doing that. We're going to keep, you know, focusing on that and then slowly build our way up. Now we're focusing on the YouTube side of things. So if you haven't checked out our YouTube and haven't subscribed to it yet, please go over there and do so. Zach, the beast man himself, has done a lot of work over there and is continuing to do as such to get it promoted and to get... Uh, more videos made and that really kind of falls more on us the promotion side of things so 
as the as the year kind of goes along here and we get things balanced, you'll see us kind of go up and down a little bit activity wise via promotions and stuff like that but once things get a little bit more settled you'll start to see things kind of go back to the way it used to be but do know from the bottom of mine and cody's hearts that we it means a lot to us the dedicated following that has been continuing to listen to our show and continuing to check in yeah we do know a portion of that is family we do also know a portion of that is friends but we also know a big portion of that is all you amazing listeners who happen to discover our show or come across it. Or maybe you've got a band on here who you didn't think would come on here and then they did and then you start to listen to the show or same thing with the content creator in that regard. Thank you so much for continuing to be here, continuing to support us and continuing to support the show. With that, that's why we're kind of, we've also gone away from the Patreon just because it, it doesn't feel right to us to you know do that patreon and make commitments we can't follow through with anymore so that's something that we are going to be taking down but do know that we're talking about ways that if you want to support the show in a financial way what is a reasonable ask i know one way that we always talk about is the merch side of things so continue to be willing to go buy some merch and if you do have issues with receiving any of your merch please 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 don't hesitate to email and let us know you can do that at punk rock horror podcast at gmail.com or if you just want to message us directly you can follow me on instagram at undead matt and just reach out to me let me know if you're running into any issues and i'll make sure that you get your merch to you but we've looked at avenues such as buy me a coffee and that type of stuff if you just want to donate to the show and we might do that but like we said you know it's really just kind of focusing on the basics of what we know to do, what we can do, and how we can we can keep delivering that quality entertainment that all you amazing, you know, maggot-filled, heart-cold, dead, creeps, ghouls, gals, freaks, and monsters about, you know, want to see us do, want us to bring out. We're going to keep doing that, so just know from the bottom of our hearts that are actually alive um that it means the world to us that you got that all of you continue to support us and all of you continue to tune in to us and we hope that going forward you will continue to do so but the least we can do is just be transparent with you all i know i kind of took over but cody is there anything you want to add in no you're good i think you covered the basis man just like with everything going on in the world and whatnot and just on our personal lives like we've gone we've been going through a lot of changes that have really like just career paths and everything in general just has been rough <laughs> and uh like you said we we'd rather give you guys quality instead of quantity and um taking the movie reviews away it was it was literally just because like it was just a little being a little too much on us to and we believe that our quality of work was not on par with what we could give you guys so yeah we're just we're trying to work out our kinks and work out like our new schedules and everything to give you guys the best content and especially some new really great content that we're trying we're really trying to get into motion because <laughs> like i know i have a couple projects that i keep talking about and stuff like that and it's just getting the time to get them together so like is it really is just like getting the time to give you guys the best content that we can give absolutely and on the topic of live shows that is something that we're still wanting to do but like we said keeping it to the basics that's going to be something that comes later 
we'll see what next year brings. That doesn't mean there's any promises of show, you know, live shows going to be done at that time. But depending on how things go throughout the rest of this year and into next year, maybe that's something we can circle back to a little sooner than later. But we'll see. Right now, it's just about bringing out the quality, keeping our names out there, keeping our faces out there, and also just repping Slash and Cast the best we can, repping ourselves the best we can. And again, just delivering that that quality that isn't horrible, but is horrific in the best way possible for all you cool <laughs> scouts, creeps, mutants, freaks, and alike. So with that, with that heartfelt housekeeping in mind, let's go ahead and take another quick music break and we'll come back and jump into the main topic today. I honestly don't know what we're going to be talking about. Cody shared it with me once and I forgot it. So <laughs> I'm... I'm, I'm ex- so I'm excited. We're we're gonna we're gonna find out today. All right, let's go. Let's go take a quick music break, and we'll be back with more. Quality over quantity. That's right. Quality over quantity. And I'm glad you put it into better words than I could. Such a wordsmith, Mr. Mateo. Anyways, for our second artist today, we've got Whiskey's Wake. He's alive off of the album Wake Up Whiskey, released in 2022. You can find them on Bandcamp at whiskeyswake.bandcamp.com. And I'll tell you where else uh, after the song is over. Uh, check, it, ch- ch- check it out.
I did some digging, aka I googled their name. And Whiskey's Wake is on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Bandcamp, Submit Hub, Spotify, YouTube, YouTube Music, Apple Music, Deezer, City Weekly. And if you're still into it, they also have a MySpace page. So if you ever want to find them, just look up Whiskey's Wake or just go to any of these sites mentioned above or below, depending on which way you're looking at it. And their username and or handle will always be Whiskey's Wake. W-H-I-S-K-E-Y-S-W-A-K-E. Whiskey's Wake. On MySpace.com. And we are back. Thank you again, ghouls, gals, creeps, and mutants, and freaks. And geeks alike, even, for hanging out with us and, and, you know, just listening to us and listening to us babble on about all the macabre and horrific things that uh, that, that we like to talk about. We're going to go ahead and jump into uh, our main topic today, but, uh, Cody, i got to ask you, though, just because it's it's been a predominant thing in my mind the past few days. Um, because, and it's mainly because of Reddit. I'm going to blame Reddit. But because I watch, because because I follow the morbid reality channel on there, uh-huh. um, there there was a there was another post of another guy who was told not to talk to this Amazonian tribe because they've never had outside contact, and <laughs> another one went missing. So I got I got I, like I don't even know what I want to ask you, but except just what are your thoughts on that? I mean, just because mine are just like, man, people are going to be dumb. Like you tell people not to do something, and it gives them all the reason to do it. Like was he Christian? I don't know because that's an ex- more than likely the answer, and that's why he's fucking retarded. I don't even care anymore. After everything this year, you're fucking dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. It's just stop it, <laughs> people. Just leave them alone. So, Fo- just to be clear, we're not saying people who are Christian are dumb. We're saying people who are warned to not go engage with a tribe that you're told not to go engage with, that choose to go engage with it, are dumb. I'm yeah. What I'm saying is, leave people alone. Stop trying to get your nose into shit that doesn't fucking concern you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was, like, trying to think of, like, how to say it at the end before it comes, like, really bad. No, just fucking, oh, my God, there's this giant tribe that's never been left that, uh, you know, doesn't want any contact with the outside world where they literally kill you on sight. You're not special. Leave them alone. They're not going to be like, you know what? This guy. This is the guy we're going to talk to. Like, There's so many people with that main character mentality doing that because, like, yeah, prior you're not to that, fucking Indiana Jones or you're not whatever, like, some great, you're not uh, fucking what was his face, the dude who lived with the gorillas or the lady, sorry, the lady that lived with the gorillas. What the fuck was her name? Chimps, but chimps, yes, yes sorry. I, I'm, I'm you're, sorry. You're good. I'm you're mixing good. her. Don't up. overthink it. Don't I know. I was like, it. I got because like I have Tarzan on the mind. I'm like, what do you think? You're just gonna go in there? They're gonna raise you? You're not Congo, okay? This isn't Congo. Congo, yeah, shit like that. Like all the, I just have all these like you know, 
fucking movies where someone just goes into, into the like the Amazon, they get raised by whatever. You're not that. Like fucking stop it. Leave these people alone. They don't want to be messed with. If they wanted to be messed, like if they want to talk to everyone on the outside world, they'll fucking do it. They'll stop murking people. You know, they'll send out how whatever they can. Leave them alone. Just fuck. I think I think I think it was just a regular <laughs> explorer. It was just a regular explorer. He was an adventurer and just wanted to touch. He wanted to oh, make contact. So with even them. better, my Indiana Jones reference is the best one. That you're fucking. <laughs> you're not Harrison Ford either. <laughs> <laughs> like and even then he still got attacked so well and, and then also like and then like what's so funny well it's not funny because it's more despicable but like prior to that there was also a dude who uh, was able to sneak past security and actually climbed one of the pyramids in egypt and like he has no he even he was interviewed about it and he he was he had no remorse he just wanted to do it and he, like he did it for his social media page and whatnot and he got in trouble but what's so what's so troubling about it is that's now going to create an impulse for other selfish content uh, i shouldn't say content creators but those that want to be influencers well, no, it right is. no but no that's they, true content create like because well okay. yeah but we're content creators no you get i what know I mean? but we're not selfish content creators you can but, say you like, know because I know yeah, what but, you mean. Because like, yeah, now they're going to try to do it. <laughs> yeah, because there are going to be there are going to be like those types, those create, those creators of that type of content, <laughs> like with with, that, with those mentalities, with, yes. the, with those main character mentalities. Yeah, and it's like, okay, you know, I'm I'm all, I'm all for you know having fun, doing create, you know, go have fun. If you want to skydive, go skydive bungee jump all that kind of you know extreme shit like that but like there just there's certain things just leave alone like just respect it like the pyramids those are protected and stuff like that for a fucking reason just leave them alone the people on the amazon you're just gonna die like i don't even know why <laughs> like that would just make it just cracks me up every time this every time I'm like yeah i'm gonna go to try and talk to this tribe that's killed every single person that's ever tried there that's either like actually tried to talk to them or just washed ashore or whatever like i think i'm i, I can do this right and it's like i bet there's one dude in the background like fuck you dave you're gonna die <laughs> <laughs> like, and he's like you know what tom with that attitude, I don't have that attitude, and that's why I'm gonna make it. And then at his funeral, Tom just goes, "Fucking told Dave, <laughs> told him, told him, told him, <laughs> won won the bet on that Deadpool." But boom, yeah. It's just yeah. I I, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I, I do know. I get it. I get it, and that sucks that I get it because right, you need something that makes you stand out of the crowd but the lengths that what people yeah. are willing to go through for that is just yeah like, I'm just like dude come on man fucking like do a trick in the air like you know like find i don't know do find something else besides just destroying historical landmarks like that i mean i know he's not he didn't destroy anything but like that's what's gonna happen because more and more people are going to start doing that. You I know? mean, he caused damage to it by by climbing up it. Is the thing. Oh and yeah, because he used material and he had, he used climbing. Oh, he's, it's not like he was just like scaling it like fucking without climbing yeah. equipment. He's not Spider Man. <laughs> well, because the way the pyramid's set up, he he climbed with it with just his bare hands and feet. But you could you're with how old it is, you're risking damage oh, to it regardless. Okay. Yeah, and, and like. 
before this becomes a, a things we love and hate thing, like last little message I'm gonna give out to all of the hikers, not just here in Colorado but everywhere who decide to go on the trails where there's literal signs saying do not go off trail, do not walk this way. Fuck you, dude. Like, yeah, fuck you, people. Like, God, like, there's a reason why they're telling you not to divert off the trail. There's a reason they're telling you not to walk this way. It's to preserve the part of the ecosystem that can still be preserved so it can actually be beautiful, so it can be something to look at and also, you know, helps the wildlife, helps preserve the ecosystem. And so, so we being... can fucking do it so we can go hiking anyways. Yeah, stop it with this dumb, like, I can't, like, I'm going to sound old with this now, but stop with this dumb YOLO lit, live your life shit, do what you want because it's a short life, because it's not just your life. If it was you on this planet alone, sure, whatever, go, you know, rock it, get your socks off with it, have fucking fun. But yeah. you're not the only one on this planet. So stop being selfish, stop being an asshole that goes off trail to go navigate through parts of the woods, parts of the forest, parts through national monuments where you're told not to. Stop being an asshole for fucking once in your life and just stay on the trail. Don't be don't be a dumbass. Don't be a douchebag. Yeah, if you yeah. want to like do something exhilarating like when it comes to climbing, go fucking do a for- do all those 14ers and shit like that. Go climb one of the scary mountains that you're allowed to climb and shit like that. Like there's Yeah. Cuz I want to I don't want to like walk like I don't want to be told that oh, you can't fucking go hiking <clears throat> anymore cuz so many dumbass people decided to go off trail and ruin the na- natural preservation. So now we have to ban everyone. So hopefully yeah. it can all fucking rehabilitate by itself. Look, if you want to if you want to make your own trail and be organic in that way, I'm going to recommend that you just go to Mount Everest and become part of it in that way. Because yeah, fun fact you about won't be Mount yeah, because fun fact <laughs> at this point, so because I'm sure a lot some people know this, but morbid fact about Mount Everest is because so many people have died up there, and they you know the body recovery is too dangerous. The bodies are now actually part of the trails to where nowhere not to go. So, yeah, you can go do that. Other <laughs> fucking, I mean, really out. My heart goes out to those people that did have good intentions with it and were unfortunate to make it. You know, weren't able to make it back because it's not like they were trying to do anything. You know, exclusively wrong, right? But it's still more but so to the ones that weren't. But to the ones you know, going up to Garden of the Gods and you know, going to Yellowstone Monument and all that shit and Red choosing Rocks. to walk Red Rocks. And especially those that graffiti rocks, fucking grow the fuck up. Um, go graffiti but, buildings, man. Like, fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, go graffiti buildings. Seriously, no. If you want shit to tag on, fucking, you know how many abandoned buildings there are in the world nowadays? Fucking the homeless problem is so fucking ridiculous. So you don't, you don't need to fucking hate on the rocks, on the natural rocks or anything anymore. Fucking, there's enough goddamn ghost towns. Just go and, go and do that. It's the like perks of living in a dystopia. <laughs> yeah, go 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 have fun. Right. Yeah, grow up and tag a building. <laughs> and if you're a listener that does that, sorry to call you out, but you know, we're, we're, we're calling you out now. Stop it. Stop being a jerk. Yeah, go tag a train. Like I like that. I love seeing all the graffiti on trains. I think it's great. Go tag trains, man. I don't give a shit. <laughs>
They don't. I wish there were. I wish there was a graffiti artist who would go tag like an actual story on a train. Someone that passes by, you actually have something to watch. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be the best thing ever. Well, like, okay, there's a... It's, I don't think it's a train, but, like, there's literally a wall that you drive by, like, off of an interstate in, some, in one of the, like, you know, bumfuck town, uh, states. <laughs> like, the barren states. I can't remember which one. But uh, it's called the, the Wall of Horror. And it's literally someone tagged fucking all uh, portraits of all the horror faces on it. And when you drive by it, yeah, you just drive by and see like fucking detailed, like really, the person did great. Just detailed images of uh, all the horror slashes and stuff like that. It's fucking great. That would be cool. See? See? Speaking Speaking of horror things, though, what are we talking about today, Cody? Oh, yeah, so I just want to I want to do one more plug before we talk about the thing because it's pretty relevant. Um, I just I've been reading uh, this horror manga called Uzumaki, and oh, okay. fucking dude, it's intense. You'll never look at a Jack in the Box the same again. That's all I gotta say. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, haven't looked, I haven't looked at Jack in the Box in the same way ever since I went to Jack in the Box at 3 a.m. Never got my tacos. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean an actual Jack in the Box, not this in the restaurant. I mean him too, probably. But <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's a, it's a really good, uh, really great horror anthology series. I mean, it all takes place in this town and there's two main characters. Um, but like each story is kind of like about uh, another like spiral curse because Uzumaki literally means the spiral in Japanese. And it's all about this town that's cursed by the spiral formation. And it, like, just does all these crazy things. And there's, like, this dude turns in, like, these dudes turn into giant snails. This chick's hair turns into, like, this living embodiment of spiral medusa. It's crazy. And that's that's just, like, two pictures. (laughs) Like, this thing, it's really intense. So if you like your supernatural mystery horror and especially if you want something new uh to read in like manga and stuff like that if you're kind of like new into it i would highly recommend uzumaki and the other reason why i want to talk about is because it's like all supernaturally and our serial killer really wanted to delve into the supernatural today and so um just leading into it again once again highly recommend go check out uzumaki for all you manga readers or if you want to just dabble into it really good horror one and then our meat of our content now today we are going to be talking about a a really insane serial killer by his nickname is the sorcerer and his name is ahmad suraji Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i I, I have a feeling this isn't going to be cute birthday (laughs) party Magician tricks. No, 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 no abracadabra life here. It's, it's a little more, a little more intense. So, <laughs> so Mr. Siraji, he was born in, uh, ja- he was born January tenth, nineteen forty nine, in Indonesia, and so, okay. So when I was doing my research, I couldn't really find a whole lot that was known about his early life, but like in articles and whatnot. But I did uh, listen to a couple uh, podcasts that talked about him and they touched on his early life a little bit. And so this is kind of what like what I got. And this is where he probably got his inspiration to become a sorcerer himself. So when he was little, um, obviously he was abused because what is what serial killer isn't? It's very rarely, but he was very abu- he was abused by his father physically and everything and emotionally and probably by his mother, too. Not a whole lot is known about his mom, but his father 
was a cattle breeder and himself was a sorcerer. So he's the one who probably he also taught Ahmad all of his sorcery. So like it, later in life, Ahmad would say, like, I learned everything from my father. And it's like, I mean, he beat your ass. Why would you want to? But okay. <laughs> um, but that was kind of the thing. So yeah. You know, like, yes, Daddy, I'll be the greatest magician ever. Um, I'll do it for you, Papa. <laughs> yeah, Abraka Papa. <laughs> uh, I, I'm proud of that one. <laughs> um, and so, uh, uh, there are some reports that his father was, like I said, was very abusive tor- towards him, and also he was bullied by other kids. And it was probably because his dad was a sorcerer. So I'm just like, I really hope when these kids are like picking on because this dude's horrible. He becomes a horrible fucking monster. So it's like, I'm just laughing because like, I'm imagining these kids like fucking giving him wedging. And like, abracadabra, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> with, with the added motherfucker in there too. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, this, this kid was pushing for it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just. Well, I'm just imagining because, like, all the other kids probably like, oh, your dad's the town sorcerer. Yeah, fucking, how about he heal this? And, like, would just beat the shit out of him. Because, um. <laughs> Where's your lunch money now? Huh? Where's your lunch yeah. money now? Why and don't all you of a sudden he disappear st- out of thin air. <laughs> and all of a sudden starts coughing up lunch money. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> and then he would get an even bigger wedgie. <laughs> <laughs> It was really impressive, but we're still gonna beat you up. <laughs> yeah, pretty. You know what? Yeah, that's, uh, there's one of them that like, all right, you don't. I'm gonna pass. You guys go ahead, but I'm passing it. That was pretty impressive. Better top that tomorrow, or so help me. <laughs> we'll pick it up. We'll pick it up fresh tomorrow. You, yeah. you, you got a freebie today. <laughs> yeah. Get some sleep. You can see your ass beat tomorrow. Yep, you better think of this new magic trick, man. You got a time. You got 12 hours. 12 hours. I don't want to see any handkerchief shit. I've seen too much of that. That's not new. You can't use coins this time. I better see you pull like a rabbit out of your ass or something. Or you, there will be a rabbit for you to pull out of your ass. <laughs> and then just like two little bunny ears will already pop up out of his pants. We're done. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> Dad, you'll never met. You'll never believe what happened to me today. <laughs> His dad was just like, "Oh yeah, Mister Bunny Foo Foo," because <laughs> His okay. dad was also a dick to him. <laughs> Alrighty. Sorry. Anyways, continue. No, you're Anyways. good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, moving on. I, I enabled it. <laughs> and so uh, moving on. Um, and so, like I said, even though his dad was abusive to him, he would go on to try and become a sorcerer himself. And uh, he said that it was – he even said it was uh, trying to get acceptance by his dad. He's like, of course, he was abused and the son wants to be just like the dad. Hopefully, you'll be proud of me now. Um, and so while his – and so what I know about his mom a little bit is that like while his, while his father was a magical sorcerer, his mother was a devout – that. <sighs> Islamic Muslim. Sorry. <laughs> like I was my M and S was like flipping there. Dyslexia is a hell of a thing. His mother was a devout Islamic Muslim. And so he probably like was getting bombarded with two different types of beliefs. Cause while cause in Indonesia, um 
sorcery what like it's a big thing it they believe in magic and healers like sorcerers are an actual thing in indonesia and they use them they're like witch doctors and stuff like that so they're like healers and stuff and they're recognized and people respect them in their in their towns and whatnot so i feel like his dad being that and then his mom being hard like a really hard devout muslim probably can like made a very confused angry child <laughs> like with hard beliefs you know? No, you're telling me those that are serial killers later on in life or at least have, you know, pseudocistic tendencies aren't confused and angry at their parents? Pfft, sense one. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. And so, uh, and so throughout his adolescence and uh, uh, from his adolescence and onward, he was arrested twice in his life. Um, they were for theft and claims he, and then at this time, so they were for theft, and he also claims he was abused and bullied in prison also. So basically, he just got, like, wedgies from everywhere. Like, his dad gave him one. The kids at school gave him one. His mom probably gave him one. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> and he was getting them at school, too. So, like, he, he kind of has, like, you know, a, he's going to want to lash out at some point in some way. He wants to have some power because he's been felt powerless. His, he's felt powerless his entire early life. Right. And so after prison, so uh, at this, once he was released from his second stint in the clink, that's how I had to say it, <laughs> Saraji claimed to have gone into the North Sumatran jungles to train as a sorcerer. So this is where he really got put in to where I want to become a sorcerer, sorcerer was after the second time in prison. He got bullied like none other there too, probably some, you know, butt stuff. Um, <laughs> and so he was just done. Like, this is his point where he's like, no, I need to get some power. And the only way I think I know how to get power is to become a true sorcerer like my father. And I will be a better sorcerer. <laughs> like it, this is real. Just remember, this is a real story. <laughs> is this where he goes to the mountains and trains with the dragons in order to harness his power? Please, please tell me this is going to take a fantastical turn. Fucking sort of. I mean, yeah, he goes to the North Sumatran jungles to train as a sorcerer. Oh, for real? Oh, okay. I'm serious. All right. I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, he did. Dead serious. He claims he goes to the North Sumatran jungles to train as a sorcerer. But, here's, but there are no records of what he did. Like there's no actual records of what he did in the jungles or how he was trained or like, or anything. Um, so he was probably trained. So, <laughs> okay. Sorry. I, I bet I just, I'm willing to bet there was a point where records would have been made, but nobody was willing to take it serious. <laughs> yeah, probably. I also think he could have also like ex extended the truth a little bit on this. Cause so what I think exaggerated, is, exaggerated. Yeah, there we go. So what I think happened is that he was probably trained some as a kid by his dad. And from what I've read and from what I've listened to, most sorcerers kind of just wing it. Like most – just like any any healer, like, you know, uh, like non-doctor healer, you know, non-doctorate people healers that that type of stuff i can't think of the words anyways i think i think of the list y'all know what i'm saying um like mystical healers and whatnot they all kind of wing it so like that's kind of what i've seen so i think he probably like got his basic training from his dad and he went into the jungles <laughs> and fucking just figured it out himself he was just like yeah maybe he saw some dragons out there because 
<laughs> there's a thing he liked to drink that I'll go into a little bit later. <laughs> and so he probably saw some shit. Um, I, I don't mean to sidelight it again, but no, I, can't get the, I can't get the image out of my head of him just like being in the mountains, right? And just like, like, like it's a fucking montage. Waking up early in the morning, <laughs> you know, running with a log across like a creek bed as he's, as he's like shit. also like doing push-ups. And doing you know, chants because like, he has to chant. He's a sorcerer. He's telling well, he's spells not even, and stuff. But, but that's not even where my mind went. Like, like I imagine him like, you know, like doing squats with a koala, oh even though God. like that's probably not correct, but like maybe... <laughs> And then, like, coming back and then just, like, setting up, like, you know, like, you see the box of my first at-home magician kit and just, like, practicing it in front of a few of the animals. (laughs) It's so dumb. I'm sorry. No, you're good. It's just, like, the more I keep reading, I'm like, man, I can't, I, like, I keep, I keep waiting for me to go, yeah, and I made all that shit up. But I didn't. (laughs) Like, you know, like, what I did with the danky, the muddy danky and shit like that. Like, I, I'm waiting for myself to say it, but it's, it's like, I mean, it's, I don't know how true it is, obviously, because, like, he ex- he's going to extend some of the story, because a lot of this also comes from himself, um, and these are, like, his confessions and shit before he, before, after his arrest, and so he also got to try and think of, like, how, how true is some of this stuff, but, all right, got to bring it back. While there are some practices like acupuncture and massage that have some guidelines, it's kind of mostly done through trial and error. You know, like a a masseuse is going to figure out where the right spots were. That's how they figured it out. You know, pressure points, chiropractor, all of that was to try and error. And so spiritual shaman have some practices that are shared, but it all depends on one's own spirituality and connection and their own interpretations. So like his father... would interpret certain things one way he might see it a different way and so a person like uh uh, someone who would want to go to the shaman he they would have to they would go to the shaman that they believed had the correct practice because each one's going to do something a little different follow me yeah it seems kind of like a three stooges set up for an episode but let's let's keep going with this so basically what i'm saying is like he uh while he claims he got he learned everything from his father this is all of his teachings and that he learned all these teachings from other shaman and he talked to all these great other fucking sorcerers and whatnot more than likely he got his guidelines from his dad and then he just fucking winged it himself the rest of it he just went into the jungles to probably trip out or something that's what i think so like because each each like witch doc shaman has their own ritual is basically like the thing anyways so moving forward after his jungle training siraja returned to his rural community of uh Maden, indonesia and at, over the next few years he would work as a local cattle farmer but he also started becoming a beloved shaman so this is where he started he started uh becoming like very beloved in his community because even though he was a jailbird and everyone knew he was a jailbird everyone knew he was a little shit he became (laughs) he became a well-liked and known shaman in his town at this point so they got over it they're like oh he finally grew up he grew out of his crap his his father's beatings didn't fuck him up that bad (laughs) he's a good guy and so uh, it got to the he became so beloved to the point that even government officials would visit him like high-ranking government officials would just come and visit him for like whatever he would do and so Siraji his his main things his main ex modes 
magic of expertise, I guess it would be, would be performing healing rituals and would do promises of wealth, love, and loyalty. So basically the same basic shit. <laughs> you know. As best as I can from like a third or fifth person view, you know, seat viewing this when it's already <laughs> happened. <laughs> but yeah, no, so basically Siraji became, he was the beloved shaman and the witch doctor, the healer of the town. Government officials would come and see him. And yeah, he was loving it. He's finally living the high life. He's like, yeah, fuck you, dad. Everyone loves me. <laughs> and, but he still wanted his dad's you know, acceptance, even though at this point in time, his dad's dead. But it doesn't matter. So Siraji, and at this point, Siraji would go on to get married, too. But he wouldn't just get married to one, not two, but three women. Because polygamy is a very common, very common thing in, uh, in practice um, where he's at. And so, but here's the caveat, is that while polygamy is common, and it's okay, and his mom is fine with it, his mom was like, I don't care if he has multiple wives, there's one caveat, and of course, Siraji had to break it. They all happen to be sisters. Wait, wait, So he, he <laughs> Wait. He married three sisters. Like, blood-related to him? No, they weren't his sisters. But they were blood, so they were blood related. Okay. You should. So the the whole deal with polyamory or polygamy, not polyamory. Sorry, apologize. Definitely not the same fucking thing. It is not the same thing. I want to reiterate. <laughs> polygamy, while uh, polygamy is common, like in all of its practices, is you know it's accepted that you want to marry outside of the same same gene pool. So you're not going to marry one gal and then marry her sister. You want to marry one gal and then marry their neighbor. <laughs> okay, because I was getting confused. I didn't know if you meant like they were like sisters, like how like uh, the Mormon religion views multiple wives as sisters, right? No. Or if they were like actually sisters. The three girls were actually sisters. And he married all three of them. And he married all three of them. Actually sisters. Actually sisters. And he married all three of them. And he married all three of them. Actually sisters. Actually sisters. And he married all three of them. And he married all three of them. How, they, okay. Yes. Our, you know, I'm not going to judge. I'm just, I'm just making sure I got it right here. Yes. Yeah. So not related to him, the three are related to each other. Got it. Okay. And then Continue. He married all, and he married all three. And literally everyone in his life were like, are you fucking stupid? Really? The one thing. <laughs> He's just like, oh, I'm Siraji. <laughs> And so they would all go on to have nine children among themselves. <laughs> and so you think things like things sound pretty good for him now, right? Like he has three wives. He <laughs> they're all sisters, so he knows they're all going to know where each other are. They have nine kids. He's beloved among the town. Government officials are visiting him like pretty good, right? Like, it seems like he, he maybe he fucking fixed his shit, right? right. Yeah, I mean, after you marry sort of. three sisters, I feel like that's enough motivation to do the right thing in life and not be a jerk, I guess. Maybe. I mean, I think, I guess, I don't know. But it wasn't enough for him. So while Siraji has seemed to be having a pretty content life, being the local shaman, he's married to three sisters... <laughs> Siraji would actually end up having a prophetic dream 
that would set him on the path to gain great power and become the greatest healer and sorcerer in all of the lands. It would also be on the path, and it also start him on the path to immortality. You ready for the stream? I have a feeling that path doesn't end well. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> so the stream, in his dream, Siraji would claim his dead dad visited him and said that for him to become an all-powerful sorcerer and to gain immortality and to become the greatest healer in the lands. Did he, he appear in the clouds as well with James Earl? Fucking maybe, dude. <laughs> All right, the, yeah. <laughs> okay, he didn't paint the scene, so let's paint the scene real quick. And then I'm going to ask you my question. So Siraji's, you know, he's in his dream. He's probably, like, walking through the fucking meadows of Indonesia. I don't know. He's in the middle of the... Sorry, I've just... I The pictures I've seen are not that good, and I don't want to, like, assume that's what it looks like. I'm so It's a beautiful place. Anyways, he's probably walking through the fields. He's, no, no, never mind. He's going back. He's walking through the great Sumatran jungles where he was learning to become a sorcerer. And in this dream, he's doing his training. And his fucking father bursts out of the lake, this great lake that he's training around in the jungles. And he looks at him and goes, Suraji, to become an all-powerful sorcerer, you must consume. All right, now Mateo. What would you consume, or what do you think you should consume to become an all-powerful sorcerer, to gain immortality? Well, if my lord the Lion King serves me right, I'm assuming he also <laughs> has a meerkat and a wild boar as a best friend, and just recently got done singing about having no worries. Oh, this is so, not a time for Hakuna Matata. Okay. This, okay. there, there will be no Akuna Matata okay. after this. <laughs> so my first response was going to be loads and loads of bugs. My second response is going to be blood of virgins. You would think. No. Uh, he must dependable. consume the okay. saliva, the oh. spit oh. of 70 women. Oh, no. <laughs> Ew. I mean, like, not that, like, the blood of virgins is any better, but just, like, but, ew. Ew. Okay, also, the blood of the virgins would also explain why he would have to kill them. Because his father in this dream, in this okay. prophecy, never said you need to kill them. He didn't say the saliva and spit of 70 dead women. He just said the spit of 70 women. Oh, so the dead choice was on him? That was Siraji made the choice to kill the women. So there's a good okay, so there's a good chance that his dream was a drunken drug-fueled fever dream. Oh, really? His, I also believe, yeah, and I also and here's why. I also believe that every all the shit he did in the jungle was also a drunk fuel drunken drug-fueled fever dream. Because he would drink this uh, this thing called lapin. It's a very popular drink in Indonesia. And it's basically alcohol and as many drugs as you could put in it. It's just a fucking drug. Like it's a co drug cocktail. Literally a drug cocktail. And he then they would he would just slam that shit. So he probably was just blitzed out of his mind. And his dad told him this. And so... After this dream, Siraji himself decided that he would need to kill 70 women 
because he didn't be- he believed it would take way too long to just get 70 women to spit in his mouth. I don't know, man. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's all, there's better ways to get women to spit in your mouth. I like there's you can pay for that. I know that's a thing. <laughs> he had like three wives, right? He couldn't yeah. just like put them that's on a schedule. Three right there. He, like, okay, you get Monday and Tuesdays. You're going to do Wednesday and Thursday. <laughs> you're going to do Friday and Saturday. And then Sunday, all three of you get to have a day off. And then we start the week back up again. I feel like that would be a little <laughs> bit more effective, you know? You'd think, yeah. I mean, or, you know, because he was the fucking town healer, he probably could have just told every yeah. woman that came in there, hey, you need to spit in this jar for me for this process to work. Yeah, what can I do for you today? Okay, that'll be one vial of spit. Yeah, that you know, like fucking no, but he, but no, he said he's like I I need to kill them because <laughs> no, they will spe- because <laughs> God, I'm too old. Because even though at this time he was forty, <laughs> like, too old. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me this forty year old man could have just go up to you know any of his wives and be like. Morning, babe. Love you. Hey, can I get a little bit of that spit before I go out to work today? <laughs> and one of them could be like, yeah, sure, hon. And just, you know, <laughs> sit him on the way. <laughs> yeah. Nope. So, this All man right. in his 40s, he th- he's like, I had to kill him because it would speed up the process. Fucking. All right, man. <laughs> like, so. Um, so, for sadly, I mean, okay. On the bright side, he didn't get to 70. Sadly, he did get to 42. So, um, how it goes, so after this point, this is his MO. So, also sad, like, okay, and again, for the whole speed process, this dude already had women lined up for him that were willing to come and see him. He never had to hunt these women down. He didn't hunt down a single one of his victims. They all came to him. So... Again, I'm pretty certain, seeing as how he was a witch doctor and all these women believed in sorcery and some type of magic, he could have just had him spit in a jar. But no. Instead, he would... His MO was the same with every single victim, so I'm just going to do one broad speak of it um, because I don't want to go and, you know, I don't want to say it every single time, um, even for the, uh, the some of the names. But so, his MO was the same. Um, for every single victim. So what Siraji would do is Siraji would take his client into a nearby sugarcane field for what he would claim is a healing ritual. Because most of these women, um, they were also they were the, between the ages of eleven and thirty. So these girls and women would come to him and they would be asking for either. Uh, they would be like, I need you to put a spell on my husband so he doesn't cheat on me. I need you to just help me like find a husband. I need you to help me find wealth. I need you to help me find power within myself. Like that's what these women would come and ask and talk to him about and try and ask for help. Or if they were hurting or they're sick, you know, they'd be like, (laughs) sorry, I just imagine there's one gal just like fucking deadly ill of the flu and he didn't care. <laughs> it's dark, dark humor there. Oh, sorry. Anyways, Siraji would take his clients into a nearby sugarcane field for a healing ritual where he would have them 
help dig. He'd have them dig their own graves, basically, in a waist-high hole in the ground. He'd have them climb into the hole. He'd bound their hands and feet, saying that this is a part of the ritual. He would then bury them. He'd bury them just to the point to where they couldn't struggle or fight anymore, and then he would strangle them to death in this hole. And then after they would pass, he'd turn their heads however they need he needed to, so he could just slurp up their saliva right then and there. Jesus. Um, yeah, and then he would I, then. I, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm more just I'm more just disturbed that you had to use slurp up their saliva. I know. I'm this sorry. explanation. <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, I'm gonna it's go to Seven just... Eleven and just like cringe when I see slurpees now. <laughs> Thanks. So, yeah, Seven Eleven. Seven Eleven day is ruined, isn't it? <laughs> can it's I get just... the? Can I get a free slurp? <sighs> Never mind. Just get. Can I'll I just get... take about a do. Yeah. Scrub about a do. Sorry. <laughs> and now I don't know what to do whenever a song from Saliva comes up. God, God, two things ruined for me. Oh my God. I know, like, fucking go back and watch Batista wrestle and hear a soundtrack and be like, oh no. God. The source ruined it. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, so. <laughs> After and after he would slurp up their saliva, he would you gotta start back there. Yep. Uh, he would so he, then he would then rebury them. He'd dig them up, rebury them facing his house. Like so, he had forty-two dead bodies surrounding and just staring at his house. Because he believed it would make him, his power stronger. And so wait, just, wait, wait, wait. He would take so he, was t- he would take the dead bodies and have them like point at his house, or yeah. Then he would position them to where they were looking at his house. Oh my god! I mean, <laughs> like it's just it adds the extra creep factor. I mean, that's creative Halloween decorations, but Jesus, dude, Fine. you don't need to take it that far. <laughs> I'm like, ah, uh, it's just. Right, it just—it's crazy. Like it just—it adds that extra creepy shit. I didn't <laughs> see those models at Spirit Halloween. Fucking, you know, and like the one of the wives are like, "Man, I really feel like someone's watching me." <laughs> you can sure say that again. Yeah, <laughs> oh right. dear, you're so funny. Open wide. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, his kids are like, "Mom, I feel like someone's watching me when we go out to the garden, like every day." And the dad's like, "Yeah, yeah, me too, kiddo." Right? It's fucking. It's like, go to school. <laughs> That's your, that your grandfather's son looking down from the sky, also known as the Sorcerer Supreme. <laughs> Doctor Strange ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, one of the reasons he wasn't caught for so long, also, is that most of the so again. His most of his the women were his clients, but they would also visit him in secret. Cause like I said, some of them were going into like for him to like put a curse on their husband so he wouldn't cheat on them and stuff like that. Like and also like you know even though witch doctors and sorcerers and healers like spiritual healers were widely accepted and stuff like that and like highly and like not highly looked up on but like you know they weren't seen as trash 
some people who would go see him were seen as trash. You know, they'd be like, oh, you have to go to, like, go see Saraji for your husband problems, huh? So, like, they would avoid that and go in secret. Or if he didn't have, like, if there weren't enough clients coming in to his liking, he'd just go buy a hooker. And it was, like, really, and it's just, like, of course. So that's why he wasn't caught for so long. Wait, okay. So you're telling me that yes. at some point he did the full circle of actually just going out and, you know, eliciting a service worker in this case. You yeah. Know, to, it, 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 did it, it, it didn't even dawn on him, like, you know, this is a way to just get my saliva fix. Yeah, I could just get 70 hookers to spit in my mouth. No. This got, man's yeah, problem-solving no, skills... Him. I mean, I, even though the expectations were already set low, like, the problem-solving skills on this guy is just <laughs> baffling me. I know. <laughs> so, I always... Because he would also rob their bodies, uh, their valuables and stuff like that, too. So that's another reason probably why he'd kill them. He wanted extra income, but also why they weren't found. And so... Here's... And here's, like... It just gets disappointing. Like, everything around it just gets... His wives would not only end up finding out about the murders... Because they weren't in on it at first. They would... Afterwards, they would end up aiding Siraji. They would end up going so far as to accompany him to the sugarcane fields... And help wait. bound the women. So, wait. The, the other... So, one more all time. All three. All three so, wives... They originally weren't in, they originally didn't know. But once they found out, because they were kind of suspicious, they were like, Siraji, you keep bringing chicks here and they all, they just disappear. Like, what's going do, on? Do they turn him in? Like, is that a spoiler warning? Like, do nope. they turn him in? Nope. Okay, nope. so. They so here's an, help. Hmm, hmm. On one hand, I want to say they might have helped out of fear of him and they, they might have complied in that way. But there's also the other part of me that it's like, there's three of you and one of him. Yep. I'm sure if you all worked at the same time, he could he could maybe kill one of you at the worst, or at the best, not kill any of you, and you tie his ass up, and then fucking... I mean, he has to sleep sometime, right? Right. So... I mean, that yeah. takes ride or die to a new definition that I don't know if I'm okay with. <laughs> I know. So, uh, so all three would help him, sadly. Tamini, though, the, the eldest of the three, she actually would go, go as far as to actually accompany Siraji with the gals to make, you know, his vic the victims. Oh He'd go God. with them so the victims would feel better and safer. I sure do love our date nights. There. Yep, and then she would help bind their arms and legs. She'd help oh tie them up. God. I know, that's, she was fucking like, all right, it's Friday night. Friday night slurp night. Okay, Friday night is slurp night. Uh, alrighty. Hey, they're fucked. Hashtag so. Friday night is slurp night. It's so, you know, hashtag Friday night slurp night. And so, while she was the only one who was physically helping him, like, uh, commit the actual murders, the other two would actually would help recruit. Like, they would go into town and be like, oh, you need to see a shaman or you need to see a, a, a witch doctor or a healer. You should go see our husband. <laughs> I'm sorry, I laugh because I'm just like, no, they know what's going to happen. <laughs> and they're doing that even though they could just, they, again, I feel like they also could have just went, why don't you just have them spit in a cup? 
like, you don't need to murder them. Just have them spit in a cup. Oh Your dad God. didn't say kill them. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and so this would go on until his final victim. And so his final victim was 21-year-old uh, Dewat. Uh, okay, I'm going to say Dewey, but I'm pretty certain it's not spe- pronounced Dewey, but it's the only way I'm going to get through this. How, it's, how's it it's spelled? spelled D-E-W-I. So it's D-Y Dewey. I would want to pronounce that too. Yeah, so I'm going to go Dewey because yeah, everyone it's, knows why. It's still, do, it's still like, you know, rhymes with do. Yeah. I can't do I but yeah anyway the poor gal the 20 year old gal so (laughs) unlike the other victims she would tell someone where she was going she told her best friend where she was going her best friend even drove her to the to the little ferry that you have to take to get to his place and so after Siraji uh, would murder and bury Dewey um, three a three day rainstorm hit and so after the three days, a passing by farm dude again, like it's just like out of a movie. A passing by farmer finds her body freshly washed up from the rain in the sugarcane fields. And so once the news hit, her friend that knew where she was came forth and became a key witness in Siraji's trial because she came forth. She's like, that's my friend. She went to that motherfucker's house <laughs> and I brought her here. She like became one of the witness for Siraji's child. Um, and so after Dewey's body was found, authorities combed the land and found more. They just kept finding more and more bodies. And so it would result in Siraji's arrest in May of 1997. And so at first, he was just like, no, I didn't do that shit. That's not me. Uh, Someone planted 42 dead women facing my house (laughs) in my sugarcane fields. You think I did this myself? What, you think this is some weird (laughs) weird manure trick I'm doing here? Like, I'm just imagining, he's like, no, my Bane is out there. He was bred in this shit. He's doing it to me. <laughs> so, or like, so yeah, but after a while, he's just like, no, I, no, fuck it. I did it. I would, I would do it. And he not only did he like admit to it, he'd be like, I'll show you how. Go get me a mannequin. And fucking like reenacted his entire MO. Literally, the binding, the burying, the strangling, and even the slurping <laughs> on these fucking mannequins. I, <laughs> I, I didn't imagine mannequin and slurping to be in the same <laughs> sentence. So I don't know where, I don't know where to put input with this. Like because, I was, okay. So do you know that? You, you remember that episode of Bob's Burgers where Jimmy Pesto's playing the fucking video game? He's like, oh, yeah, you like that, don't you? Yeah, this really is fun. Nom, 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 nom. Oh, God, that I makes feel it like worse. he's doing that to the mannequin in front of these cops. <laughs> Not mannequins, mannequin. Am I right? And so... And so the police were just like, yeah, fucking, this is disgusting, man. You're guilty. And so he was found... <laughs> and so he was you're found... guilty because you're so gross. 
I mean, that's enough for me. But so he was found guilty and sentenced to death. And he was fucking put down on July 10th, 2008 by firing squad. <laughs> so his three wait, wait, wives. What, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah what happened? To, no, that's what I was going to ask is what happened to the wives. So his three wives would be arrested for accomplices. Um, Tamini would be tried and sentenced to death, but then would be resentenced to a life set sentence since she helped bury the bodies and everything, you know, like helped with the process while the other two would eventually go on to be released from prison since they only tried to recruit women and they just didn't say anything. I mean, I think they all should have got fucking life in prison in my opinion, but someone has to raise those nine kids, I guess. I think, I think the one that didn't help recruit should have gotten sentenced to death and the other two should have gotten life in prison, but I get it. They all did it. Oh, 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 I know what you mean. So to me, yeah, yeah. should have stuck got still should have still gotten death and the other two should have gotten life. Yeah. Okay. I mean I get I get it though, the kids are a factor, right? And like Probably. They, need, they need their parents. Like I get it. I'm just saying though, like I feel like they could have gone about it a little differently, but it, I'm, you know, I, I feel like when they got home, like at least one of the kids were like, Mom, did you slurp too? <laughs> Oh, you know. <laughs> Bob, did you slurp? Did you bark? slurp those poor Re- girls' spit? Like, if you wanted that, I could just spit in your mouth, Mom. <laughs> like, you know, it just... Like, you can imagine how these were being ran at home from there. Hey, I'm gonna go out with my friends tonight. No, you're not. He, he, oh, what are you gonna do about it? You're gonna bind me up? You're gonna have me spit in a jar? Yeah, I'm gonna go hang out with my friends. <laughs> and then Thank the dad, <laughs> Siraj, he's like in the background, like pulling out his rope. Fucking, you don't even know. <laughs> you, can't, you can't tell me what to do, Bob. You went to jail over saliva. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm like, your parent now. Yeah, I didn't fucking try to sp- slurp someone's spit. I went and got a girlfriend. <laughs> like, <laughs> like could do, oh, those kids could do any fucking job in the world, and and their parents, their their moms in this case, or yeah, would, yeah. would just have to be cool with it. You yeah, just have to fucking do, be cool with it at that point. Oh, you do want to be a graphic artist. That's great, sweetie. <laughs> Sorry, I think that just, just shit up because, like, I'm like, we're in the arts. So, because, like, I, I'm full support of the right. arts. It's just one of those things. No, no, no. It's okay. We, we, we can fun of ourselves. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, you, you think this podcast thing is going to turn out, huh? That's great, sweetie. Like, yeah. And you're going to listen to every fucking episode. And you're Aren't the, you going to, moms? Right? And you're... Episode number one. And you're episode number two, other mom. (laughs) (laughs) You both get two parters. I mean, I'd listen to it. (laughs) I'd listen to that. (laughs) I think that'd be the one of the few podcasts that could outdo the the vapidness that is Joe Rogan. My mom's a murderer podcast. (laughs) My mom (laughs) slurped spit. Welcome, welcome to Slurpcast. <laughs> oh, this is okay. where you'll. It's the only podcast where you'll learn to be immortal through spit. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh boy, what a trip! What a fucking trip! 
<laughs> I told you it's gonna be a good one. <laughs> and again, this wasn't made up. He literally did like this was real. He thought he was a sorcerer and that he was gonna get all this great magic. Had this fucking drunken, fever dream of his father saying drinks. <laughs> <laughs> and he went to like the woods too. He yeah, did, he or maybe trained he in did. the jungles. Yeah. <laughs> he trained like he, in the jungle. <laughs> he, he 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 really went. He really went for the wizard class of this D and D, you know, character role. Yeah, man. Like, like he, I was just reading his story and listening to about his story. I'm like, is this fucking like Iron Fist 2.0 or some shit? Like, this, this, let's be honest. If it's Iron Fist, it's Iron Fist 1.0. Okay? Oh yeah, like, <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> Like, but I'm like, is this like? Let's not be this, too generous. Is this how he did? He find like Kumandra or whatever. Oh man. Oh, dude. Like, I don't even. Uh, I mean, good thing that he's dead, right? Good thing yeah. he's on, you know. But just damn, like, can can you believe this spit? <laughs> All right, that was that was the one dad pun we're gonna we're to throw in for this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So at least number two, number two. I think because of the quack lacking, I did it earlier. Yeah, it's like <laughs> we definitely had a couple. <laughs> you got you got your two gold ones, listeners. You can you can take those with you and put them in your pockets now. Oh man, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed that story or that story, but the lesson the here telling. is if you have a saliva or spit kink. Just ask your significant other or pay someone to do it. <laughs> yeah, just... You don't need to kill someone. You, matter of fact, with how things are today, you could just probably go say some radical shit to somebody and then just open your mouth, you know, when, when they want to spit at you, and then you're good. Honestly, man, you don't even have to say anything radical. I bet you could just go up to just, like, one out of... Just say hello to ten people, and at least one of them might spit on you. Yeah, you could, you could <laughs> like, go up it's to... It's just anger session anymore. You could probably just go up to a MAGA supporter and just be like, yeah, I'm, I love Joe Biden. And then just. <laughs> it, or then, you still, you go up to him and go, it's, it's let's go Beethoven, right? <laughs> yeah, like, let's, go be- let's go bacon, am I right? Yeah, okay. like, no, it's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know who you're talking about. Who the fuck's Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> I thought his name was Biden. <laughs> uh, <okay>. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Alrighty then. Well, ghouls, gals, creeps, freaks, and geeks and mutants alike. First and foremost, keep your spit to yourself. <laughs> only if, in consenting circumstances. Only in yes, only in consenting with those that consent who say they want it. Should you ever exchange saliva, or I guess if you're making that, yeah, no, that goes with consenting. Making out counts too. So uh-huh. point being. Is keep your spit to yourself unless otherwise consented, you know, and if that's your thing, more power to you. However, on the other side of things, if you want to continue to support the show, please like us and follow us over there on Twitter at our official PRHP there. Facebook, you can still follow us there. You're aren't you? I'm trying not to. I'm just trying to focus on social medias at this point. If you want to follow us on Facebook, please go ahead and do so. Like I said, there's going to be some places where we're going to be a little more active than others. You can still follow us on TikTok and on Instagram at... At Punk Rock Horror Podcast, hashtag PRHB Podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter at Krampus Cody. 
You can follow me on Instagram at the Undead Matt. Uh, make sure you also follow our producer, our editor in chief, Mr. Leo himself, Big Boot Studio, and also our YouTube uh, aficionado Zach Beastman at Real Nerd Zach over on Twitter and Instagram, respectively, as well. If you want to support the show in a financial way, like I said, you can go over to our merch store and buy what merch is there. Um, if you do have any issues receiving your merch, please email us. Let us know because we want to make sure that you do get it in hand, and that's Punk Rock Word Podcast at gmail.com. Or if you're following me at Undead Matt on Instagram, you can message me directly. I'll make sure that you get your merch to you. Um, if you also have ideas for merch that you'd like to see, throw them our way and we'll definitely get them made. But uh, with that in mind, if we come out with other ways that you can want to support the show in a financial way, we'll make sure you guys are aware of that. But if you don't want to support in the financial way and just want to get the word of mouth out there, best way to do that is leave reviews of the show wherever you're able to, whether that's Spotify, iTunes. I think Google Podcasts lets you do it. Stitcher does it. Anchor lets you do it. Um, reach out to people that you think would like our show and have them tune in as well. And if you're a content creator and want to come on as a guest, Email us at punkrockhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. Or like I said, follow me on Instagram and shoot me a message directly and we'll get you on the show. Yeah. Or if, if you know any or if you know any content creators that would love to get their name out there and stuff like that, we'd love to have them on. Absolutely. Uh, so we're getting in contact with a few people now, setting up some dates, getting those spots filled for the month of July. So if you're wanting to get in sooner than later, make sure you email us soon here. Otherwise, you will be looking towards August and September to be coming on the show. And if you're a band or a musician who works solo and wants to get your music heard, please send it our way at the same email as well, Podcast at gmail.com. Again, ghouls, gals, creeps, freaks, mutants, and geeks alike, thank you so much for hanging out with us, for hearing about a uh, more gross, morbid tale, but <laughs> we appreciate you hanging out and uh, letting us talk your ear off with some more horror, and we'll be back next time. Bye. Bye. Well, that was disturbing. Here's the Midnight Horrors, the Unholy, to cleanse your palate.
Podcast is over. You can uh, you can go home now. Go on. I get it. You want to spend more quality time with Matt and Cody, but they've gone home. It's just me now. Unless that's what you want. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, I know. You want Matt and Cody. All right. I'll see myself out. <laughs> 